On this episode, we're reviewing our lunch at Spice Road Table and the 2019 Candlelight Processional with Neil Patrick Harris. This is episode 234 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey guys. Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Capture the Magic community and ask to join. Don't forget to listen to the Capture the Magic podcast with Jared and Jamie Lee at CTMPodcast.com. They release new shows currently on Mondays and Fridays. Then on that same feed, Jamie has Trip Tales twice a month. Then Jared and I release a new Diz Dudes episode every Wednesday, so go out and search for the Diz Dudes and subscribe. And here at Main Street Magic, we currently have new shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so the Capture the Magic Network has you covered all week long. If you're getting ready to plan your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line vacation, you want to reach out to Melissa Pilgrim with Ears of Experience. You can reach Melissa at M-P-I-L-G-R-I-M at themouseexperts.com. She will make sure that you get the absolute best rate on your vacation, help you get booked, and answer any questions you might have. Plus, if you're thinking about heading to Universal for your vacation, she can help you book that as well. And if you want even more content, including Diz Dudes Live, in-park and resort live streams, CTM at the movies, 20% off all CTM network merchandise, and so much more. Check out Club 32 at ctmvip.com. And finally, uh, there's still time to order your shirts from ctmshirts.com for Christmas as your wonderful holiday presents uh, for yourself or your family. And we now have stickers as well. So again, you can check all of that out, ctmshirts.com. So today we are talking the 2019 Candlelight Processional, uh, where we went to see Neil Patrick Harris yet again, as it has become an annual annual tradition for us. Um, and as we've explained in the past, for somebody like Neil Patrick Harris, uh, you really need to do one of the dining packages. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had actually uh, called in opening day. Actually, we had uh, Melissa Pilgrim with years of experience. I was busy, uh, so she called in and secured for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're first going to talk about Spice Road Table, and uh, there's a couple reasons we picked Spice Road Table. One, we had never been. Two, we had heard it was very good. Mm-hmm. And three, it's actually a little bit on the lower price end. Yes. And we tend to do lunch because, again, that is also on a lower price end. Right. Plus, it gives you the first candlelight processional seating usually at 5 p.m., right. which we just kind of like a little bit better, I think. So, yeah. all right, let's get first into Spice Road Table. And do you want to talk a little bit about some of the specifics, Re- sure. uh, Rhonda? Yeah, what were you going to call me? I was going to call you restaurant. <laughs> 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 I think I wanted to say some specifics about the restaurant, Rhonda. And uh, then and my brain was like, oh, that's too many words. Just, just turn it into one. Um, so it is located in Epcot. It is the World Showcase and it is Morocco. It's Mediterranean cuisine, unique theme dining, and it is anywhere from fifteen to thirty four ninety nine per adult. Dining plans do include the quick service dining plan. No. Well, no, excuse me, it's not <laughs> available. That one is not. But the Disney dining plan is one credit, and the Disney Deluxe dining plan is one credit. Lunch is from eleven thirty to three fifty five p.m. and dinner is from four p.m. to nine fifteen p.m. Yeah, which is 
interesting with these timings. Um, this is, and, and we'll talk about where we got to to seat and all, but or where we were sat. There's beautiful views of the lake there. Oh, it's gorgeous. Which would also be of now Epcot forever. So with you know up to nine fifteen, they're open till you know you you plan this right on a on any other day. And we're mm-hmm. we're going to talk about this restaurant. You know, we'll talk about the dining package, but we can also act as it was just a regular restaurant visit. Um, so you could certainly book this. You know, I could see it eight thirty, just to have you know, and request along the water and have a wonderful, wonderful view, either indoor or outside uh, of Epcot Forever, which yes. I think would be would be very, very cool. Yes. Um, so it says, simmer your senses in the flavors of the Mediterranean as you unwind in the ambiance of a picturesque waterfront view. Uh, cozy up to the cuisine cuisine and drink and the unforgettable sights provided by this quaint locale's scenic dining area. At Spice Road Table, you're invited to stop in on your adventure around the World Showcase Lagoon to savor Mediterranean small plates and specialty entrees. Spicy garlic shrimp, fried calamari, beef and chicken skewers, and coriander-crusted rack of lamb, to name a few. While absorbing the decor inspired by outdoor cafes from the Moroccan seaside. If you're dining at night, prepare yourself for the perfect vantage point to enjoy Epcot forever. An epic extravaganza of fireworks, special effects, and storytelling. Uh, What do you think of, you know, decor inspired by outdoor cafes from the Moroccan seaside? What do you kind of compare, I guess, the the decor and and the feeling of this place to? Is there anything, I mean, familiar? Because it differs from Restaurant Marrakesh. I start to say, is it supposed to be familiar? Yeah, I mean, just um, it fits, I think, very well into the theming of Morocco. I think oh, it absolutely. has, you know, I I think it, menu-wise and stuff, it feels very Greek. Should you I know, feel like is, I'm in the um, movie Aladdin? Yeah, I mean, does it? <laughs> is that, does that feel like that kind of cafe type? Yeah, I'd say so. I would think so more in the outside area. So when you walk in uh, to Spice Road Table, there is a hostess stand. In front of you is a walk-up bar which mm-hmm. is for to-go only. There's not anywhere to hang out in there, but that's a place many people will stop because um, they actually have pretty good priced drinks compared to some other areas. Right. Walk in, grab a drink, go. Um, to the left, if you're, you're sat, is outside, but it's covered, mm-hmm. which I think definitely has more of a, a cafe-type feel. Right. And then where we were sat on the right is all inside, but with the big picturesque windows, yes. which definitely has a little bit more of an upscale feel. Yes. But it's... But I it's, agree. you know, it has those Moroccan uh, colors yeah. and, yeah, decor and, and kind of, I mean, you know, I'd say Moroccan style, like plates and stuff that are hanging on the wall or baskets mm-hmm. or things like that. So I, I like the feel of these. Yeah. You know, because you're at, a, you're at a sit down restaurant, but it feels very comfortable, very familiar, I yes. think. Yeah. And what, not too fancy. Yeah, exactly. So. And this in this place, you know, this is what it's really built off is small plates. This is very much a, a tapas type of place in general oh. um that's kind of a little bit more even though there are full entrees you know they really are building around that um you know with us doing the dining plan we we're gonna have to both get an appetizer an entree and a dessert mm-hmm. but i want to go back here and i'd love to go back with a group of people yeah maybe to check out epcot forever and sit and everybody just orders like an appetizer and we all kind of yeah. pass them around because yeah. there's certainly plenty of them to go around, yes. you know, that we'll get into when we get to the menu. Yep. Uh, we do have a few tips. Would you like to to um, do these couple of tips real quick, Rhonda? Sure. Um, same day ADRs or walk-up reservations often available. Um, this place is not very busy usually. No, but, you know, I mean, if you have your heart set on it, I wouldn't say just... Same day or 
no, ADR or no. a walk up. Yeah, definitely book um, it ahead of time if you know you want to go here. But this is one of those where we've often done, you know, we almost wake up and we're like, you know what? It'd be kind of nice to sit for a lunch today. Mm-hmm. Where can we go? Yeah. Same with like Skipper Canteen at yep. Magic Kingdom. I think this is very similar and to actually, that. Actually, I mean, it was a Wednesday that we were there and the day that we did go, I mean, again, the the dining package, but still we could have walked up. Oh, there was nobody there. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there were a few people in front of us that walked. I up, think they were more package. outside. Yes, but yeah. we were sat inside, which was fine because yeah. it was cool. Yeah, and we asked for and water they, view. Yeah, and they did have um the heaters outside. Yes, but did. anyways, all right. So back to tips. Sorry, discounts accepted. You do have an annual pass holder, which is dinner only with ten percent off. Disney Vacation Club is twenty percent off, and Tables in Wonderland is twenty percent off, but that includes your alcohol. So. Yeah, so good good, um, good deals there if you're any of those. Uh, and we will dive right into the menu. Um, they do have several Mediterranean beers. We start with drinks. And these are 12-ounce these are beers, I'm pretty sure, 12 or pint. Uh, $7.99, <laughs> you know, when we start to talk about Disney pricing, $7.99 is not horrible yeah. for a true Mediterranean beer mm-hmm. at a sit-down restaurant. So you've got Casa, Alpha, Efes, uh, Australia, Dom, that's the one that I think I usually get at um, Three Bridges. Mm-hmm. And then they have uh, Almaza from Lebanon. Uh, they do have several signature cocktails as well. They have the Tangiers Breeze. Uh, and a lot of these, and this is what I like, is that these these cocktails are all very specific to, I think, Morocco and Mediterranean flavors, as opposed to taking a standard cocktail bar menu from somewhere else and just having, you know, margaritas and and whatever frozen right. drinks and stuff um so you have stuff like a mediterranean journey you know lots of them have have uh fruit flavors they either include peach and orange um lots of them include peach vodka actually uh you have a pomegranate mimosa you've got a cypress sun which is almond liqueur cream de coco uh or cow cow i don't know how you pronounce that one actually orange juice and coconut milk and that's served frozen and then their signature drink is their Spice Road Signature Sangria. You can either get this white, red, or sparkling. Uh, and you can get it by the glass for eleven ninety nine or a pitcher for thirty six ninety nine. And all the cocktails before that was tw- just twelve ninety nine. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Which and, and again, you know, that's uh, uh, most cocktails are, are starting to reach. I feel like a lot of times the fifteen and sixteen dollar range. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a horrible price. So this is one of those where you know if one of these sounds good to you or the beer sounds good to you, um, or once we get into the wine, you know, pop into the bar there, mm-hmm. get it, and then just keep yep. walking. They're going to give you a to go cup and keep yep. walking around the world. Showcase. Um, so I did try both the white and the red sangria. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a hearty glass, I will say. Yeah. I and mean, this is a, a, I feel like the wine glasses were almost bigger than normal and it was yeah. filled up. Yeah. Um, now it does include ice and fruit. Yep. So obviously your liquid portion is a little bit less, but these were, I thought these were both actually very, very good as far as sangrias go. Mm-hmm. Um, my I issue, did, and what did you think and of I them? I liked them. You liked them both? Much, What'd yeah. you like better? Um, I think I like the white. Yeah, I did too. But um, but, I, but I tend to like white, I think better. Yeah. But a lot of times, I think with sangrias, they can often be overly sweet. Yes. And these weren't. And these weren't. I don't yeah. think either one of these was overly sweet. It was just a perfect balance. So I really, really enjoyed them. Um, they do have champagne and sparkling wine, including cava mm-hmm. from Spain, which we've learned about recently. Uh, they have white and rosé wines. What did, What did you end up going with? Um, I went with the Cabernet Sauvignon because oh, they right. okay. do have, um, or excuse me, they do not have Pinot Grigio, and I could have gone with the Cava, but I just 
I really like. And I knew what I was planning on getting for dinner. So. Yeah, and wanted Which, to pair with that. Yeah. Yeah, so. okay. So, yeah, good selection of, of wines. It was a very good Cabernet Sauvignon. Yes, I had it too, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and a, a lot of these, you know, you're looking at a lot of these glasses of wine are eight ninety nine. For, for many of them, you know, you've got on the high end at like eleven ninety nine. You can get bottles. I mean, bottles at Disney ranging from, I don't know, thirty six to forty eight dollars is actually not bad at all. Yeah. Um, same with the whites. I mean, there's glasses for seven ninety nine. So uh, I do think that this is the lower price as far as alcohol goes. Yeah. So because uh, most of those, I think most menus have them at low point eleven dollars a glass. Mm-hmm. usually averaging 11 to 14 a glass. So this is certainly lower. All right, let's get into the small plates, and I'll kind of go through a few, and then you can talk about the ones we had. Um, and this is where you'll see, this is a very extensive... And this is what was considered our appetizer. Yeah, yep. And they're calling them small plates, because these are these are small but shareable. Right. And this is where I could totally see, like, a group of six ordering six small plates, and that pretty much just, you know, and some drinks and just hanging out and right. enjoying the fireworks. So they have hummus and imported olives. Uh, they have a fried calamari, which I was told we need to do next time. Okay. That is very good. Uh, Moroccan lamb sausage. They have rice stuffed grape leaves. Some very traditional Mediterranean Greek style foods. Uh, harissa chicken roll. Um, brie fondue. Mm, that sounded good. Was... Uh, fresh fish croquettes. And then the two that we got. Why don't you talk about... Uh, what we got and which were highly recommended actually by Aaron, our yes. friend Aaron, because he loves, loves Spice Road Table. Yes. And we saw him right before mm-hmm. this and we're like, tell us what to get. Yeah. And he's like, well, I can tell you these two items. Yeah. So. he. Right. Um, so apparently he's eaten quite a few of the small plates, but yeah. um, he didn't know what to tell us for entrees, but he did say for sure the um, small plate spicy garlic shrimp, mm-hmm. which we did get in his sauteed shrimp with dried chilies and fried garlic. For ten ninety nine, and then hummus fries. And when he said hummus fries, I'm thinking if they're the same ones that are always at the booth, then yes, sign yeah. me up. And yep. um, it is it is um, cumin, cilantro, and preserved lemon aioli for eight ninety nine. So, um, Jeremy the, got the yeah. sparsy garlic shrimp, and and then I, my hummus fries. Yeah, um, and. The spicy garlic shrimp were really good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were big and they were very just cooked right, not too much. And then the fried garlic, <clears throat> excuse me, the fried garlic, they were like thinly sliced. Mm-hmm. And when you got a piece with that, like it was good. And it did have a good spice to it. Oh, yeah. Um, both yeah. of these, the hummus fries as well, kind of had some spice to it. But um, yeah, the spicy garlic shrimp are very good. Yeah. And then the hummus fries, I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. I, they're amazing when we get them at the booth. Now these are bigger and thicker and you get quite a few of them. Yeah, you really did. Um, I think I got like six or eight. Uh-huh, at least. Um, yeah. And it comes with the little... the. Um, the dipping sauce and, mm-hmm. and those types of things. And at eight ninety nine for the hummus fries, at ten ninety nine for the shrimp. Um, the shrimp, I believe there were five, which I still find always odd when it's an odd number. Yeah. I think it should always be an even number, but we figured out a way to make it work. They, th- The shrimp were awesome. I mean, like you said, mm-hmm. they're they nice big shrimp. They were tender, cooked perfectly, tail on, good amount of spice. It's enough spice that if you like spicy, 
it's enjoyable, but it's not to a point where you have like sometimes things can get spicy enough where you just you almost don't enjoy them. Yeah. Like the first bite or two is good, and then your your mouth is just almost numb. So yeah. you're like, well, I don't want any more of this. Right. But these were these were perfect. And what I love is that sometimes you can get some of these dishes, and when they're not prepared well, they're just drowned in like oil, right? Or some form of sauce or not. butter. And this was not. It was mm-hmm. very very light. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you wanted a little sliver of that garlic with each shrimp bite. And it was it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, I could just eat a whole bowl of these things. <laughs> um, so I would highly recommend that. Same with the hummus fries. You're right. I bet there was eight of them. Mm-hmm. Big portions. The the outside is perfectly fried and golden brown, and then the inside is still like kind of a soft light hummus. And it's just it's such an interesting dish, you know. And yeah, you need it's, to make it. I know. I want to try and make it one time. It. But it, it is a it was a big portion. It came mm-hmm. that like one of those little. It looks like a little fry basket. Basket. Yep. Um. And yeah, with paper inside and then all, all the uh, hummus fries dumped in there. I've really, really enjoyed it. And I, I, I want to go back just for some of these others. I mean, the, the grape leaves sound great. Yeah. Moroccan lamb sausage, brie fondue, fried calamari. Um, I think, I think small plates. Yeah. Definitely where it's at, but they do have some specialty entrees, Mm -hmm. um, including a yellowfin tuna, uh, $28.99. They have a New York strip steak at $34.99. Uh, all natural roasted chicken, which is twenty six ninety nine. They do have a Mediterranean vegetable platter. Um, so if you are, this is probably going to be definitely vegetarian, maybe vegan. But uh, harissa hummus fries, rice stuffed rice stuffed grape leaves, couscous salad, and a baba ganoush served with pita for twenty two ninety nine. That actually sounds like one that you could almost order as like a appetizer. You know, you always go to like TGI Fridays and you get like their appetizer sampler. Yeah. That's almost what that sounds like. Yeah, it does. That you could get that for the whole table along with mm-hmm. your regular entrees or something. And then they have lamb sliders, which I'd mm-hmm. really like to try. Uh, brioche, uh, cucumber dill, mixed olives, and tzatziki sauce served with hummus fries mm-hmm. for twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. Now, what did we go with? Um, you know, we were on dining plan, so we each selected an appetizer Mm -hmm. we each selected an entree Mm -hmm. and then we would each select a dessert so again not something we would normally do was this amount of food but we knew we had to yep so what did we go with um i went with the coriander crusted rack of lamb it is 32.99 it is basmati 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 rice (laughs) roasted tomatoes and zucchini and it was fantastic yeah. of course he asked me how do you want it cooked and i'm like medium and then i literally said um that's how the chef would recommend correct and then he was like yes and yeah. i was like perfect um and it was the lamb was cooked perfect it was mm-hmm. tender amazing they were <clears throat> the rack so four pieces on the bone <laughs> yeah. um and yeah. four pieces what would you say about an inch thick Inch to inch and a half thick, easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this was, I when they set this down, I was shocked at the portion size, like yeah. absolutely shocked. And then the um, and yeah, I mean, it was just it was nice because it was almost like it was cooked and then cut mm-hmm. and not recooked or anything. Like, unfortunately, um, when we ate the one time at Minshew Paul, yes, yeah, so. where yeah, it was like yeah, they had they had cooked the rack of lamb. Well, this this wasn't rack of lamb there, but. They had cooked it and then they had like reheated it so that it was, it just, this was perfect. And you could see a nice light pink mm-hmm. it was, inside. It was um, so good. The, when, you know, when it says coriander crusted, this was, this was mm-hmm. a nice crust on the outside, which had tons mm-hmm. of flavor, 
but the the meat was like melting in your mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a very shareable dish. The the rice was good, piled up in oh, the middle, yeah. and I actually was shocked by the um, uh, tomatoes and zucchini. That was really good. Very too. thin sliced tomatoes and mm-hmm. zucchini, cooked down with like some oil, garlic, mm-hmm. salt, pepper. Very flavorful, um, and then that dipping sauce that came with it. Remember, it came with that little brown dipping sauce. That wasn't on your plate. No, that was that was on yours. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, I don't know what it it was. was I couldn't, I couldn't place the flavor, but God, it was good. I was dipping everything in it. Well, I. It didn't need it. It did not. (laughs) No, it did not need it at all. It was so good. Yeah. Yep. Lamb was so good it did not need it. No, not at all. Um, and then I went with the mix grill skewer and I was thinking about doing like the steak or, or even the lamb sliders was like, you know what? This is going to come with marinated beef and chicken. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, then we've eaten beef. We've eaten chicken. And we've eaten lamb. Um, lamb mm-hmm. We've eaten shrimp mm-hmm. and we've eaten hummus, a, a vegetable dish. So we mm-hmm. kind of that was kind of the reason I picked it. So it was marinated beef and chicken uh, skewered with French green beans, toasted almonds and rosemary potatoes. Uh, so normally twenty nine ninety nine. Um, the rosemary potatoes were were steak fries, basically, kind of or like wedge fries, which oh, I, was, yeah. I was actually surprised they did not. They were good, mm-hmm. but they didn't fit the theme or the plate. Right. So I, that part threw me off. Like when I, I didn't even, I'm going oh, back and reading was... rosemary potatoes. I would have thought these would have been yeah. small red potatoes right. cooked, cut in half, tossed with like maybe oil, garlic, and rosemary. Well, you are getting beef and chicken. So yes, I guess you are. French fries would go with that. Oh, no, it does. It just, I don't know. It was just like with the flavors. It wasn't um, like you were getting lamb. No, no. Um, the French green beans were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I think green beans, and again, these were, these tasted like fresh Green beans yep, yep. that they literally, you know, pulled out of um, the living, yeah, with, living the with the land or yeah. something and cooked. Green beans to me are one of those things. You're just like, oh, green beans. Yeah, they're fine. But when they're done right, they're so good. Uh-huh. And these were done perfectly. Um, the almonds, the sliced almonds that were toasted on top of the green beans. It had just a little bit enough oil, enough seasoning. Like they were they were might have been my favorite thing on the plate. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, steak was good. Steak to me uh, very much was reminiscent of Ohana. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. The first bite I got was more of a medium well. Everything from then on out was pretty medium. And, and again, very good, very tender. Um, but it was very similar to Ohana. Very simple, but good. Mm-hmm. And then the chicken, I don't know what they seasoned the chicken with, but I thought it had tons and tons of flavor. Um, now, the chicken, I actually, it was slightly dry, but it was so flavorful that it didn't really matter. But I liked actually dipping the chicken in the little sauce that came with yours. Oh, did you? Yeah. And I enjoyed, um, what was that? Like a... Um, the sauce? N- yours. Oh. Like a... Um, oh, I don't... I can't pesto. remember what came on. Yeah, it was. It, it really was, like was like basically like a pesto. sauce. Yep. And it was really yeah. good. And, and that I, was good with the chicken as well. Yeah, but I ended up having it with the beef. Oh, yeah. And then I ended up dipping my... Um, lamb in it as well yeah because i just love that yeah and and we had you know we had planned ahead of time like we were like we're not going to eat all this food and we know that but we have to get all this food so we did have leftovers um now we had no leftover shrimp but we did have leftover hummus fries uh we had some leftover Mm -hmm. uh chicken and um lamb lamb Mm -hmm. and i can tell you later that night cold they were still delicious yeah they really were (laughs) i mean like the lamb cold Mm-hmm. was amazing i took a bite too yeah and, and there's and something about the lamb you know on the bone 
that bone just adds so much flavor to it. Yeah. You know, and it's almost one of those. Yeah. You're kind of like gnawing at the bone <laughs> in the end, like a dog, because there's tons of flavor in yeah. it. Um, so I, I thought both of these dishes were very, very good, though. I I, I'd recommend either one. I agree. Um, really want to try the lamb sliders next time. All right, for desserts, they have a chocolate pyramid with ice cream for eight ninety nine, uh, pistachios and saffron custard for seven ninety nine, and they have an assorted baklava for seven ninety nine. Uh, we each had to pick one, so what did we pick? Um, I picked the pistachios and saffron custard, and then you picked the assorted baklava. Yeah. And my pistachios and saffron custard came out like a creme brulee, mm-hmm. and this was a straight up creme brulee. Yes. Yep. And it was absolutely phenomenal. It was. I mean, I want to go and get one to go. Yeah. The next time we're in Epcot. I wonder if you could just walk up to the bar and get one. I would like to ask. Yeah. Can I get a Cabernet Sauvignon and a pistachio and saffron custard to go, please? Uh, Make it two. (laughs) Because you're not going to share because it was... It was so good. It was tough. You knew you had to share with me. Yes. But I could tell you did not want to whatsoever. So what did you think when I did share? I, <laughs> it, it, Oh, my God. It was good. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of my favorite creme brulees we've had on property. I mean, I actually like I like pistachios. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I think you actually got a pistachio ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking in my head like you are insane. <laughs> well, who did I marry? He's eating like, I mean, pistachio ice cream. That sounds disgusting. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. And and this was the same. If you like pistachio ice cream, mm-hmm. you'll like this. So good. It's the lightest flavor, but the custard was so like light and creamy. Mm-hmm. That nice sugar on top that you mm-hmm. can crack with the spoon. Um, man, it was good. Yes. I, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. I really was. Uh, and then the baklava. Mm-hmm. I traditionally don't care for baklava. Now, I've never been to like a good Greek restaurant and had it where it's homemade and they know what they're doing. Right. But again, to me, baklava, a lot of times you can get a store-bought baklava and, and the phyllo dough and all is, it's it's very dry. It's drenched, or it's drenched or in it's honey. Or it's drenched in honey. So you, it's almost like it's one or the other. So it's either just way too like wet and sweet or it's just way too dry mm-hmm. and has no flavor. These were a perfect balance and there mm-hmm. were three styles. Mm-hmm. Two of them I absolutely loved. Yes. One was like a little roll. Yes. Kind of. The other was more of a traditional. Mm-hmm. And then there was one that was made with what looked like very, very thin like rice noodles mm-hmm. that had almost been um, cooked, uh, probably seasoned with like sugar and maybe some honey and then all put into like a sheet pan and cut off. So it was like all these little strands of noodle. Yeah. I like the flavor. The texture was interesting, though. Yeah, that was the least of my favorites as well. Yeah. Um, the other two were just outstanding. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we finished them all. I mean, it was, yep. we it was one it all of those, except the one we didn't. Right? Like. Yeah, the noodle one. It, the noodle and one. it looked, it looked like when you, it looked like when you take a pack of ramen noodles out. You uh-huh. know, how they're all like squished up and and whatever. But I, yeah, I, what I mean, what did you think over all a spice road table? I like, I want to say, I want to say we had high expectations because we'd been mentioning this to Aaron and he loves it. Um, I think it was oh, Lucy. I think it was our friend Lucy as well that she told me that that her and Caleb love it. Um, so I, I think though that this isn't, this is not a place that usually comes up in conversation and I don't think it's normally on the radar, at least for me. And, you know, I stay pretty active in the, the Disney world, social media world and on Facebook groups and all. And I don't see this place come up much at all. I don't see reviews about it. I don't see videos on it. So it was like, I had expectations from a few friends, but I had zero expectations because nobody ever talks about this place. So, I mean, what did you think? 
overall, what were your expectations going in? And then what was your final thoughts on it? Um, well, my expectations going in really wasn't anything other than we just really knew we wanted to eat here. Mm-hmm. And so um, it it was great. And I mean, I would I want to go back. It was we had nothing bad at all. It was fantastic. Yeah. Everything was amazing. Yeah. And we had quite a I feel like we had quite a few things because we don't usually have quite a few things. Yeah. Which I did so. like. And that's something I like about the, the dining packages, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, we were at um, let me let me check on the price real quick, because I, I remember it not being bad at all. So for lunch, it was I mean, it was fifty two dollars a person. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go back. I mean, your meal alone, if we add up, you know, uh, uh, $9 for hummus fries, it was 33 for your um, lamb. So we're already at, what, 41 or 42. Oh. And then add in your eight. dessert at another eight. So that's at $50 right there. I mean, so mm-hmm. that's basically where you're at. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of break even. But for people like us, it forced us to try more. Right. If we had simply gone and sat down. Yep. We, we would have either split. probably done like three appetizers. Yeah, we wouldn't have done it. We would have done all the yeah. appetizers. We would or, not have yeah, done. Yeah, or we would have done one app. We probably would have done hummus fries and split the lamb. We maybe not would have not gotten dessert, you know, mm-hmm. especially because the way it was listed as a, a custard and creme brulee includes custard. But the way it was listed, it wasn't really like a I was expecting it to come out like a um, like a little uh, like it looked like an overturned cup. Okay. Not with the crusty top and served, you know, in like the ramekin ramekin. or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I I, I like that. Of course, we're going to get guaranteed seating to Neil Patrick Harris was the big reason we did this. But, you know, when we did Restaurant Marrakesh, we really enjoyed everything. And if somebody says, hey, have you eaten at Restaurant Marrakesh? I say, yes, we did. Did you like it? We sure did. Have you been back now? Do you think you'll go back soon? Um, I mean, probably not. There's other stuff to do. Mm -hmm. I'd go back to this on our next trip. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I think that kind of says a lot about it as far as as we go. Yes. <laughs> Don't you think so? Um, high high praise for Spice Road Table. All right. Let's talk about our candlelight processional experience. Okay. Um, I will go through. You know, if, if you go back just a few episodes, we did a full preview of Festival of the Holidays, and we talked mm-hmm. all about candlelight processional. So I'm not going to dig too deep, um, but I'll go into a little bit of the details, and then I'll let you kind of maybe start with our day. At, 7 a.m. until we got to see MPH. Okay. That sounds good. So uh, you can hear the stirring story of Christmas as told by a celebrity narrator and accompanied by a choir and 50-piece orchestra. So each night, a celebrity narrator tells the biblical tale of a savior born to a virgin in Bethlehem. All the while, gorgeous choral pieces are woven into the production as an orchestra and choir provide an inspirational backdrop with songs of hope and joy. Um, You have several celebrity narrators, again, everyone from... MPH, Whoopi, uh, Gary Sinise, Pat Sajak, uh, Lisa Ling, Marley Matlin. Um, and these performances are 5, 6.45, and 8.15 p.m. nightly from November 29th through December 30th. Uh, as we've mentioned, there are candlelight processional dining packages. And you can select from one of 16 unique eateries around Epcot, each offering a menu replete with global delicacies. Dining packages include an appetizer, entree, and dessert, or one full buffet where applicable, uh, along with a non-alcoholic beverage and one guaranteed seat per person to the candlelight processional held on the same day. Going back to our experience, um, there are no discounts for the dining package. Correct. But as Table in Wonderland uh, pass, uh, 
whatever, pass holders. I guess technically that's what you could call it still. We have tables in Wonderland. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, we were able to get the 20% off of our alcohol, which he just billed separately. Correct. So just something to note, but there are a ton of options. You can do lunch, you can do dinner, uh, you can even do breakfast at either Alan Compass, uh, Garden Grill, or Trattoria Al Forno, uh, Bon Voyage Adventure Breakfast. Um, price range all over the place, but take a look, see what you think. For somebody like Neil Patrick Harris, do a dining package. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Jared and I talked about the process of this, and I almost think of it as we paid $50 to have guaranteed seating for Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. And we got a free meal out of it. Yep. So I think you can think of it. We had that good way. seats this time because we actually really got in line. Yeah. Sooner. Well, talk about the process for us specifically waking up that morning and us going to see us going to see Neil Patrick Harris is probably a little bit different than most people. Um, but well, yeah, because um, <laughs> last year when we started to go, you said jokingly started to talk about wearing a suit. Yeah. And then that joke turned into serious. So you wore a suit and I wore a dress and it was green and it was shorter. Um, so I had tights on and stuff like that because it was cold. But um, this year we were, we were going to do it again. So I think it is now an annual thing. It is. It is. Um, so I got another green dress this year, but it was floor length and very much more to me. Um formal yeah I guess very flowy yeah um (laughs) and then I got this really beautiful warm acrylic wrap that's white and um it was it was fun but we last year unfortunately our room wasn't ready and it was just a little bit of some um stress and moving very quickly yeah so this year we had things to do and we were like, all right, well, unfortunately, I think at 7 a.m. we got to get dressed. So at our house, at our house, because <laughs> we had not stayed the night before. Nope. So, yeah, at nope. our house at 7, 7 a.m. Time get, to suit up. We get dressed. Um, <laughs> kids go to school and we head down to uh, Coronado Springs first yep, yeah. to see our friends Athena and Aaron. And get a picture with Aaron, of course. And then um, after that, we went ahead and went over to our resort, which was Caribbean Beach. Mm -hmm. And our room was actually ready. So that was fantastic. But we still, even though the room was ready, we still didn't have time. Like if we weren't changed, like we literally We would have had no time. Yeah. We would have had no time if we weren't dressed. And, And that was my whole thing originally was, you know. We wanted to, we, we had to stop and see Aaron, you know, mm-hmm. that's also going to be part of the tradition. And we just, yep. you know, we'd originally booked all-star music because it was very, very cheap, yes. but Pop Warner was coming into town. I know they were overbooked at all the values, especially all-stars. So like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, uh, Melissa, you know, our agent got a call saying, Hey, you know, the Steins have been bumped. Well, we found out they call it, we've been walked, walked. to uh, Caribbean beach. Mm-hmm. Like. That's even better because the Skyliner is there. Right there. So as much as we would have loved to have stayed at Coronado that evening, it just made great sense with the Skyliner. Mm-hmm. Um, but we stopped to, to see Aaron and wanted to spend some time with him because we actually were able to catch him at a very rare time where mm-hmm. I felt like he wasn't slammed. Yeah. And it was great because he really got to spend some time with us and us talking with him. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny. I mean, there we are. And I, I, I wrote down in my suit pants and my, my shirt and all my dress shirt. And then in the car, put on, I was wearing suspenders and a bow tie mm-hmm. and put on my suit jacket 
you were pretty much all decked out, ready to roll. Yeah, because I had. But to it was be. great. But we come walk. We come drive. walking into Coronado, you know, into El Centro area because we're going to see Athena first at Panchitos, and people will turn their heads and kind of whisper when you're oh, walking yeah. around Disney in a suit, especially at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's very much like, what is why, you know, and I and maybe I don't know. Maybe they thought even if we they thought we were there for a wedding. It still turns heads. And you're oh, still absolutely. like, oh, what's going on here? Yep. Um, so it was, yeah, it was cool to do. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so then we ended up, we got checked into our room, had a nice big corner room, mm-hmm. which was great. We wouldn't spend much time there. but Yeah, because um, we literally dropped our stuff. and Yeah, and then what? Went to the bathroom and then went to get on the Skyliner. Yeah. Yep. So. And we were perfectly placed because we were quick walking distance to the Riviera Station. Yes. You know, and, and something to note when you are at Caribbean Beach, because even when we checked in... Um, the, the cast member checking us in said, yeah, you know, you can hop. You're going to be in uh, Jamaica, right? Yeah. No. You're in Jamaica? Wait. No. Yeah, we were Aruba. in Jamaica. Oh, Aruba? Yeah, Aruba 52. You're right. You're right. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron said Jamaica. Yeah, said Jamaica. Ended up in Aruba building 52. And it was funny because the cast member even said, um, yeah, you can just hop on the internal transportation and go right down to the main Skyliner station. I was like, couldn't we just walk to the Riviera one? And he's like... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's even better. And he drew it on the map for us real quick. Yeah. Um, how how uh, how was the Skyliner? Because at least it wasn't windy. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, and because it was cold that day, it was very much cooler up yeah. in there, yeah. um, which is nice. Um, but, yeah, it was great. We got on and we were by ourselves, right? Yes. The, yeah, because yeah, the guy, Neil, that, Neil that's right, <laughs> um, spotlight cast member spotlight mm-hmm. <laughs> neil it was funny he was a nice guy um his name was neil and then he was kind enough to say oh we got one coming that'll be empty so we'll just wait and yeah i think we waited two minutes talking to him which was nice was nice it was and nice then, to have an just to have your own and mm-hmm. and see a process that they will do that yeah you know um because i mean i don't I'm, i'd be fine riding with other people but it is it's the Skyliners are bigger than I thought, but they're still small enough where, yeah, if you got a ride sitting right across from someone, it's a little, I mean, it's kind of odd. You either just strike up a conversation right away, say, yeah, or you, you just stare get, out the window and ignore them. Yeah, th- that's, <laughs> so. I think, what we've come across. You yeah. either, you know, start talking to them, or you just kind of talk amongst yourselves. Right, yeah. And, right. So. But, but at the same time, you know, there could be... There could be a, a couple or a family that's on the Skyliner already, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they just dump two people in there, and right. they might be like, oh, we thought we were kind of, you know, had a yeah. ride by ourselves. So it was nice to be able to wait, and I'm sure you could always request. I mean, it's the same thing as going to, you know, rock and roller coaster and saying, yeah, I'd like to be in the first row. Right. Okay, we'll stand over here, and when the first right. row is available, we'll put you in it. Yeah. So you could definitely ask. And then, yeah, we got over, we got over there, and... um Perfect timing to walk in the Spice Road table at about yep. 12.55 yep, for our say, 1 We got over there and we got <laughs> off and went through um, security, which doesn't take long at all over there at no. the International Gate. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we actually went straight to our lunch. Yeah. So. And the, the International Gateway, you know, all the changes they made there, considering how small it too. used to be. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it looks great. It mm-hmm. operates very, very smoothly from security to turnstiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and. If, if you're not one to go in and out of the International Gateway, but you like yourself some some character meet and greets, uh, Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy have been right there uh, recently. Yeah. And 
they are not long waits by any means, especially when you think of a Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. Now, they're meeting individually, but I feel like I didn't see much more than 15 or so people in line at any given time that we've walked past them over the past two trips. Yeah. So it's something just if you want to duck back there and you're not, you normally wouldn't go in and out. It's a great place to go meet them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did we do after our our lunch? Well, we were going to take our stuff back because we thought we had time, but then we realized yeah, we had leftovers. Yeah, we did not. And so we just um, hung out and started meeting up with friends. Yeah, we walked down to Rose and Crown and, and grabbed a drink. Um, which, yeah, it was funny because I walked in there all suited up. You usually don't see people in suits in Rose and Crown. Yeah. Um, and even the lady that's playing the piano there, like, pointed me out as I walked in, in the middle of a song. Yeah. Said something about, like, Mr. Fancy Dress or something. That's um, funny. But, yeah, then we, you know, we had I had... stayed outside. Yes, you did. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> um, and, then, and, well, no, and then, um, yeah, because I got... What were you looking... You were looking for something. You went into uh, the store to look for something because I was just standing out there by a trash can holding a snake bite and a Cabernet Sauvignon in a suit in the middle of Epcot, <laughs> which when you're by yourself looks ridiculous. At least if you have one other dressed up person with you, I feel like people don't just think you're a Looney Tune. Yeah. Um, oh, I went to find Band-Aids. I was that's like, right, what did that's I right. do? Yeah. yeah, that's right, because your shoes were, were yeah rubbing blisters already. But yeah, um, yeah and then we, um, we met up with some- Because they were heels some, yes. that I've been wearing since 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I know. Um, but then we met up with some wonderful listeners and Club 32 yeah. members. Yep. Rebecca and her sweet family. Yep. Tom. And then Sharon and yep. her sweet Sharon. family. And, ta- and Tom, of course. Yes. Yeah. So we were we were set to meet up with some of these folks around three uh, in, in America right there. And, and we met up with Rebecca and Tom. Um, uh, got to hang out with them a little bit. Awesome, awesome people. They were great. And then we were like, you know what? We should. Well, you. We're like, we should go ahead and just go get in line because people were already lining up both standby and um, guaranteed seating. Mm -hmm. Now, guaranteed seating is what it says. You are guaranteed a seat. Yep. But you don't know how close because once they let you in, it's wherever you picked a seat. Right. You know, or sit. So. um, And it could be at the very back. Sure. We didn't want to be that way. No. No. We wanted to be kind of up close. Also going to live stream for our Club 32 members. Yep. So we wanted to be more good yeah closer good up and a good angle and area. so yeah so we ended up getting in line what do you say it's about 3 30 i feel like at 3 45 yeah. so Between we got there and, and, yeah, and, and hung out there and, and um you met actually one of the the ladies that would be in the choir yes i did miss julie yep um julie and then her mama yep um got to so, talk to her yeah. some and and then you know they let us in and and we got we got great seats so for a 5 p.m showing i believe they started letting in about 4 30 Mm-hmm. And um, got in, got some really good seats all lined up. At this point, we end up with what a group of two and three plus what was it like another nine? I mean, there's we we're about twelve deep mm-hmm. at this point, all lined up, which was really cool. It um, was Rebecca and her whole family got dressed up mm-hmm. as well, yep. so it wasn't just you and I, right? Uh, so yeah, sat and, and they were and, so and, and and the processional starts. And, you know, I mean, we've talked about the processional and how much we love it, but what are your well, thoughts on it? I mean, um, well, let's go back to also when you do get your stickers, oh, they yeah. did not um, do anything different with them this year. Mm-mm. So, again, I wouldn't put them on you because it'll fall off. Yeah, They're using the term stick or as the stick part 
is not yeah. correct. This is so, a yeah. this is a faller offer. Yeah, so it I will just, fall off of you. I just hold it and because I need to see it, so I just hold it and show. Um, so yeah, yeah. And, and they ask you to stick it to you, but you even if you're going to do that, you could do it at the very last moment or literally yes. just hold it up to you. Yeah. Um, you know, so but again, last year we saw times where people stuck them on an hour before. And next thing you know, they look down and they're like, where is it? Yeah, it, it blew off. Um, so, yeah, that's a very, very good point. But what are what are your thoughts overall on the the processional and, you know. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely just breathtaking and amazing. The choir that sings. Um, so it's neat because the ones that stand directly behind Neil Patrick Harris, I believe they are in gold. Is it gold? They're the they're green. In- they're the green. Yeah, because they make up a tree. It's a, It looks like That's a right. Christmas tree. They're yeah. the green. Um, they are cast members. Yep. And they are all cast members. And um, you do have to try out, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might not make it. Well, you'd hope so. You don't need somebody out there. I know. Horrible I'm at just singing. saying. Um, or they this just is tell what you, we listen, learned. You lip, you, you lip sync. <laughs> these, let these guys sing. You lip sync because you sound like someone strangling a duck. Um, that would be bad. So anyways, and then what is on the left and right of him in gold, right? Yeah. Is all, or yellow, whatever you want to call it, is um, basically children. Um, yeah, they're usually local like, choirs yeah, from either, you know, high school, like, yeah, I think, churches, school, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but they tend to be more of the teenage to young adult yes. section. Yep. And there is, I don't know, there's just something cool about the entry of them. Mm-hmm. First of all, Voices of Liberty. Were there? Mm-hmm. Were they there last year? I felt like they were not. I don't remember. But they actually came in and started everything up, yeah. yep. and which was just amazing because, of course, they're awesome. And yes. then you see, come from backstage, comes in and they fill in this center green tree of cast members yes. first. But what's cool is as you look around, are rows of gold just coming down it, yeah. from the back as they fill in those side spaces. Yep. Um, and then you have the the um, trumpet guys on either side. Uh-huh. Which was hilarious because the gentleman next to you, they would come out and they would just play their part and then they would leave. And he kept he being was... like, where are they going? <laughs> oh, hey, look, they're back. And every time they would come in and out, he was cracking me he up. He loved them. Yeah, he did. It so. was hilarious. And yeah, and you've got, I mean, you've got a full orchestra. Mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris comes out and he just, he does, he just has such a way about him. It's so distinguished, but comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he always can, he can get his, his little jokes in and everything, but he just does such a wonderful he does. job. Yes. Um, and he, you know, he's the only one we've ever seen at one. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do want to see some others and be able to compare, but for somebody like that, and they probably the rest of them do it. He's very, my brother talks about this all the time. He's very present mm-hmm. and he's very, looks very appreciative of everyone that's there, whether he's looking through the audience or he's looking side to side at the choir Mm-hmm. And it's almost like in his brain, he's like, I'm going to make eye contact with every single person in this area during it because mm-hmm. he'll read a por- he'll read a portion and then they'll do a song. Mm-hmm. He'll read song, read song back and forth. Um, and so it's just I don't know. There's just something about him. Just the this the what he gives off, I think, is very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, he did acknowledge us this year. I believe. Yeah, I believe that he did notice us. Um, yeah, he 
Because you're sitting there every time he turns his head our way, you're there just waving like and pointing at me and stuff. Um, and there was a nod given. There was a nod. Um, now, what if, what, but for all we know, there was somebody directly behind us that had like, uh. a sign up that said MPH, I love you or something. <laughs> we don't know. That is possible. That is possible. That is very possible. It, it did or... seem that there was an acknowledgement. Yes, but um, I would like to say that it was. It was it was cool. directed towards yeah. us. He he's he's great. Uh, and I can't remember what's the the one song when he. He like kind of nods his head and he dances a little bit to it. It's just is great. But the music is yeah. is outstanding. I mean, it's absolutely fabulous. The story's wonderful. I've I've said before, you know, if you don't like live music or choirs or Jesus, I guess, then yeah, this probably isn't for you. <laughs> right. But I do think that this is not something that is strictly for those that are religious. You know, yes. it is very much driven, obviously, around the birth of Jesus, but it right. does tell a story of Christmas and all as well. And I think just with the music and, and the way that everything is done and pulled off, I think anybody can truly appreciate whether they're religious or not. Right. You know, so I, I, so I don't think you should just say, well, I don't want to go because I'm not very religious or whatever. I mean, it's I think it is a live show for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but be careful if you do not get a dining package because the dining package people are guaranteed. And I'm not sure how many. Yeah. Um, I thought I saw them letting some in at the end did? of our show from okay. the standby queue. Okay. I'm I would believe and I could be wrong. I would believe your 5 p.m. first showing is your best luck. Yeah. For standby. Um, The other two showings, not so much, you know, but it's it's one that I personally wouldn't risk. Now, if you're thinking, see, and here's the thing, too, if you're going to do standby, you're going to have to line up two, three hours ahead of time. Yep. So do you want to take that away from your day? Now, we lined up an hour and a half ahead of time, but. That gave us an hour and a half advantage over standby people. Right. So I do think it's one of those things that you just kind of have to to think mm-hmm. about it. Uh, so after we were done, um, yeah, we went out. We actually had uh, some friends, David and Jessica, that were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, met up with them a little bit. Hung out some more with with you know Tom and and Rebecca and and Sharon and her family were heading out. Um, but it was just it was it was great, and we had so much fun last year with the two of us. But it was really awesome to have this group together. Oh, it was absolutely. You know, it just. And it's one of those things, and I know, like, I was sitting next to Tom, and I know he absolutely, like, just loved it, mm-hmm. and he had not experienced that before. So I just think, you know, for us, a lot of times when we've done things multiple times at Disney, it becomes a whole new time when you get to experience it with people that maybe haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, I-, I can't wait for this weekend. We're going with your parents, yeah, and they've never experienced a Christmas party, right? And they haven't experienced Toy we Story Land or, done it or in four years, yeah. So, um, but but they're gonna we're gonna get to see things that. You know, and the Christmas party will feel very new to us. Yes. But things like all of a sudden us going and walking into Hollywood Studios Sunday morning um, is very, very familiar to us. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be all new when we get to watch them yes. see stuff. Scan in and yeah. immediately get a boarding group. Yeah. And we just got to see how that goes because we could be going in at 6 a.m. Yeah. You know, if they keep opening early, they're continuing to open early. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I will say personally to get off topic before we wrap it up slightly. There's there's uh, there's a lot of people that are complaining about the way that they're handling the opening of Rise of Resistance. Um, I most of those people, I think, are not there and they're watching from afar or, you know, they just they they got there later in the day and and boarding groups are gone. And and I hate that for people. I hate that everybody's not getting a chance to experience. Mm -hmm. But it really doesn't have anything to do with virtual queuing. It doesn't completely have anything to do with them opening early unannounced. Um it has to do with what capacity that ride can fill in a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now, 
I would assume if you are listening and you want to ride Rise of the Resistance, just get on Twitter, get on social media. We can keep you updated in our Facebook group, a Capture the Magic community. If they've opened early four days in a row, I would assume they will open now five days in a row. I would assume they will open early six days in a row. Mm-hmm. Until they don't open early, mm-hmm. then I think you can be a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is the way they're doing it. Yes, I know that yesterday they said we're adding six to eight extra magic hours. Mm-hmm. And eight, we're going to start the boarding groups. And that's when we're going to have regular park entry. Disney said that. Now they opened earlier. They started boarding earlier. Mm-hmm. I-, I can totally agree that maybe they shouldn't have put it out there that, no, we're going to start the boarding groups at eight. Right. But I also think you just have to make the sacrifice and be prepared, you know, and right. if, if next Sunday we have to get up and be there at 6 a.m. We'll be there. We'll be there at 6 a.m. Yep. And we'll get our boarding groups and then mm-hmm. we'll go back to the, the cabin or we'll we'll knock out a few quick rides, go back to the cabin until mm-hmm. our group is called because then we'll have two hours. So, you know, problem is if Disney says we're going to open at eight and they open at eight, there's still going to be people that have been there for four hours. Mm-hmm. Right. So. You've now pushed back the boarding. It's going to be even more hectic. Mm-hmm. If they say, posted time is 8, but guys, we're going to actually open up at 6 a.m., then guess what? People start lining up at 2 and 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Because now they definitely know. So I think it's something you have right. to be prepared for. Just keep up. Yep. Um, everybody's going to get to ride this eventually. You know, I, I do feel bad for the average park goer who's just mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm at Disney. Oh, there's a new ride. That sounds cool. I'll go check it out. What time do they open? Right. I, I feel bad for those folks. I truly do. But... You got to be prepared, and I think you need to you need to stay up on these things. I mean, it's just the way that theme parks work nowadays. Yeah. And I think the opening of this has actually gone very, very well. Yeah. When I you compare it to what happened at Hagrid's at Universal, yeah. this has gone very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've really yet to see a negative thing about the actual ride itself. Uh, it is still experiencing daily breakdowns. That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. And when you ride this ride, you will totally understand why. Yep. But just just keep up and and come you know come to our group hit us up on what you think or what we think you should get there just yeah. if they keep opening early they'll keep opening early yep the day they stop is the day they might stop yep. right so yep anything else to add about our wonderful twenty eight hour whirlwind of a nope. trip to Disney um, nope. all right and if you go back to last episode you can hear our full rise of resistance yes. review and hear about that day yeah. uh, both spoiler free and spoiler driven mm-hmm. so we do give you an opportunity to turn it off if you don't want it spoiled yep. so I um, I really hope we get to ride Sunday we shall see yep I'd love for your parents to experience oh it. my gosh me yeah. too yeah so, so fun um, but otherwise either either way whether you get to experience or not there are people in those early mornings that are getting to do a lot at Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. you know I mean it really is like it's been it's been pretty good for those folks I'm still seeing this morning people that are walking on to Smuggler's Run nice you know so just think about that I guess uh, but thank you guys so so much for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, if you have not already subscribed to Main Street Magic please do so right now uh, you might as well subscribe to the Diz dudes and capture the magic as well and if you could please leave all of us a rating and review because it helps all of our shows grow that's all we've got we'll see you real soon hey.